Welcome to the Best Relationship Ever podcast. I'm Freddie Concio. And I'm Melinda Concio. To navigate the best relationship ever, we have found some of the greatest skills to accomplish this. Through 35 years of marriage and 25 years of pastoring, much of what we've learned will be shared throughout our podcast. So if you're interested in creating amazing relationships in your life, Hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our podcasts. Welcome to our first podcast of Best Relationship Ever. Ever! That's right. So excited to be here today. It is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. And by no means are we trying to say that Melinda and I have the best relationship ever. Although we do feel like it sometimes. Well, you know, I think the whole trick behind that wording is not the best relationship ever as in compared to other people, but the best relationship you and I can have at this moment and this time. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree on that. And, you know, there are a lot of different relationships that are out there that are kind of going through some turmoil at this time. I mean, pain and suffering. I mean, when I think about some of the marriages and some of the relationships with people and that, and I'm not even just talking about marriages. You got singles that are going through all kinds of hardship. You got all kinds of families going through hardships. It's been tough out there. That is the truth. Our society, our culture has just been under this pressure cooker um, thing, especially intensified since the coronavirus, the lockdowns, the isolations, the fear that is just constantly being pumped into our heads. I mean, just every relationship you can think about, you can think it's been affected in some way. And when you think of the relationships that have been affected, um, you're thinking of a long list. Here's a little one I want to offer you. Your spouse, your family, your coworkers, your friends, your neighbors. Yeah. What about your church or even your special groups? I know a lot of parents who have their kids in like soccer and those have been totally taken away or pressurized through this uh, change in our culture. And in these relationships, people are constantly looking for answers. And our goal is to give a few skills, some insights that we've had over the years that might support that area. Also strategies. You know, I think of the word strategy. I think of a plan that is set in place. So if X happen, I can respond in this way. And it, I know for me, it gives me a peace of mind and draws me closer to the people that I consider to have relationship with. Relationships are something that I really believe that God has made a priority in our life and in his Nature, when you think about it, the greatest commandment is love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So God starts out with love. Yeah. Love God and love others. This is the greatest commandment. What do you think of when you think of the word greatest? Um, the greatest, the best, the ultimate, the thing I seek after. So something that we should pay greater attention to because it is only called the greatest. Right, right. And in that commandment, you're seeing things with God that he's trying to relate to us, four powerful words, which I call the big four. And these four are relational to our entire being. When you look at the four, heart, soul, 
mind, and strength. These are four powerful words. Yeah, they are. And, um, you know, I think it's really important and something that I hold to be of uh, high regard in dealing with myself and other people is recognizing that as a human being, I'm not just one-dimensional. There are more parts to me. And I think this scripture breaks it down in such an amazing way. The heart, which is the emotions and the feelings, the mind, which is your will, your thoughts, even your imagination and your deep thoughts. Then you have your strength, which is like your talents and what you do. And your soul. Yeah. Yeah. And your soul or your spirit, which is your actual, I feel like it's your eternal part, but it's your breath of life. It's your spirit part. And so many times we think, well, is if I just deal with my thinking, everything will be fine. But the truth is, I'm more than just thinking, and and I'm more than just a heart, but I'm all four of these things. So when we get into relationships, we're starting to see that people are part of these type personalities. There's, yeah. a, there's a heart person that's really emotional. There's a soul person which deals with spirit. They're spiritual. Or, or things that they emphasize on, right? Like these yeah. become, not that one person is all this. That's correct. But it's just like, this is the priority in their life. You can tell just by the way they act or they talk sometimes. Or somebody that's real cognitive, which is mind and intellect. Right. And then the last one is strength, which is your abilities, your power. Yeah. And when you look at these four, you're like, whoa, this sounds like four different types of people. Sure. Sure. And we deal with these people every day, and sometimes we cross hairs with these people. We literally cross lines where I'm not getting along with a person that's intellectual because I'm all heart, or vice versa. And when we enter into that space, that's where some of the difficulties happen in relationships. Well, I know when you and I were first married, let's take it back. I want everybody to close their eyes and just envision 1986. Yep, the middle of the 80s, big hair, uh, crazy colored clothes. And some awesome music. There you go. (laughs) And there we were married in our little one-bedroom apartment there in, in Orange, California. And I think this is where this just came to light to me. Totally. Yeah, because I remember I'm very much a uh, kinetic person. I'm moving, doing, creating, getting things done, and that's my way of showing love, And really. me, I'm more of the heart type of person, which right. is feelings, emotions, but also dealing with the quality time, making sure everything is connected. Yes. yes. And so here I am, busy trying to be the brand new wife, coming home from work, cleaning the apartment, trying to make some kind of dinner, and uh, and there's my husband sitting on the couch. Handsome and dapper and gorgeous. Yes, you are, my baby. <laughs> but here he was asking me, come sit down, sit down, I want to talk to you. What was it like? What was going through your mind at that time? Well, back then, that's where my connection issues were really trying to show up, which I really felt like, wow, I'm in a brand new marriage. Okay, we got to get this show on the road. We got to make sure we're connected. Do I really know this woman? I mean, we've, we, we dated for about, what, 
uh, three and a half years. Yeah. So I felt, man, three and a half years still ain't enough to meet an entire person. So I started to say, let's sit down, let's talk more. Well, she was all busy being kinetic and being, you know, acts of service. You know, kind of like when we talk about the love languages. What was the name yeah. of that guy that did them? Gary Smalley? Molly, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The five love languages. And when you look at those five, Two of them are what we were crossing hairs on. One was I was into quality time, wanted to talk. And the other one was what she was into. And that was acts of service. Acts of service. And she was busy cleaning the house and doing things. And I'm saying, sit down on the couch and let's talk. By that time, I started to realize maybe this girl doesn't love me enough because that was my love language. Let's talk. And then I found out something different. What did I find out? You found out that it was foreplay to help me clean the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Now, now you're going there. Okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. Well, the reality is, is I started to realize that that was her love language, which was right. acts of service. Yeah. That's like her saying, could you take out the garbage? And the typical man answer is, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And then she looks at the garbage and it's not taken out. And she'll come back five minutes later. Can you take out the garbage? And I'm looking at her like, are you crazy? I'm going to get it. I'll get it. I'll get to it. But the reality is for an acts of service type of person, they would love it done when. When is that time? Right, right now. then and there. Woo! Yeah, there you go. And that was, man, that was, a, that was a turn on for her, man. You just do that garbage and she was happy as can be. And it was the same way for me. If you sit down and we talk and we connect. Well, that was my buzz button that made my world. Yeah. Well, and I think that in the heart, soul, mind, and strength, I mean, I think it carries right over to those areas of our life. And um, I think it's really cool the way Jesus sort of brought it up because they were challenging him like, hey, what's the greatest commandment, right? Like trying to trip him up. Yes, they were. And just by him saying, hey, this is the greatest. Love God with all all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, or your strength. And then it goes on and said, the second one is like this. And I love, you said, what does that mean? It means it's indistinguishable. They're both the same. The first commandment and the second one are like And, and the second one goes on to say, to love, love your, your neighbor, neighbor as you love yourself. Right. Which means those four areas of heart, soul, mind, and strength that you were working so difficult on to learn to love God that way. God say, now love your neighbor in those areas and you'll be able to connect. So powerful. I mean, just the word love by itself is so huge, right? Encompassing all the meanings of love and how that, what that means. I know for myself, one of the things that you and I have done a lot of talking about probably in the last year is maybe even replacing that word love with accept. That if you can accept yourself, love yourself in that same way in those four areas that I am okay and I can accept, I can accept maybe I'm not as good of a, a heart person. Um, but when I can accept that, then I can love others who are that person yep. who's, who emphasize on that area rather than being irritated with them or pushed away from them. Because that's where you get that point from 
love your neighbor as you love yourself. And some people would say, well, I must not love myself, therefore I can't love my neighbor. And the reality is it's more acceptance. Yeah, It's the acceptance of God's love in you that you're able to accept and love others. That's why the Bible says we love him because he First, first loved of us. us. Right. So if he loved us first, that means he poured something into us that we can give to others. Yeah. And you know, some people think we're making a big deal about this verse. Why why, why why, you guys talk about this on your podcast? The first thing you talk about is the great commandment. Because when you think of a great commandment, man, immediately I thought of, okay, what well, would be the one I would say? I would say, uh, thou shalt not steal, uh, thou shalt not murder, uh, thou shalt not uh, have adultery, you know? You think these are the biggie ones that God yeah. would have said, this is the greatest commandment, but he gives this one here simply, love. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself, and then you'll enter into a space of greatness. And this is where the best relationships can uh, flourish. just flourish. That's a great word. And thrive this is a word that I, that I was trying to come up with. But is, isn't there even a scripture? I can't remember where it is, and I'm sure you know, where it talks about within this, all the laws and commandments are fulfilled. Ah, you're talking about Galatians 5. In Galatians yeah. 5, 14, it says this verse. I got it here queued up. It says, for all the law is fulfilled in one word even in this you shall love your neighbor as yourself all the law is fulfilled that's powerful and then it goes on get this part i love this little part where it tags on here it says but if you bite and devour one another beware lest you be consumed by one another as if there's choices going on here. Yeah. You can love your neighbor or you can bite and devour each other. Wait and a minute. Isn't that totally what you see going on in, in our society right now? Yes, it's a mess. It's like people have lost the art of hearing another person. It's it's not just like, oh, you believe something different than me. It's I can't hear you because you believe something different than me. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm coming from a different perspective, then you no longer are necessary in my life. Or even worse, that, that word it says in the scripture, devour. Oh. I feel like if you go on social media, man, you say the wrong thing or you post the wrong thing, then man, they will devour you. Yep. And you know, what, I, what I'm thinking about here is more than just talk about the problems. Yeah. You know, I really feel for the people that yes. are going through this because both sides of the party of whatever the issue is, there are going to be hurts and pains and suffering yes. that's going on. And some of these people do not have the answer. And God lays it out so simple here. And sometimes it's those simple things that we choose not to look at that becomes our greatest ally, our greatest success in moving towards that. Well, I know that's that's our motive, uh, at least that the conversations you and I have had previously, that our heart and our motive is to uh, really be a light in darkness, to give those motives, or not the motives, but the aha moments, the, the, the revelation, if you would, of um, how can I repair, fix, or do it better next time. I so agree. 
one of the things that I found out about these relationships is the people that are staying home during these times, the ones that are isolated because of the pandemic. And I think about this and my heart goes out for people that have not even connected with other people. It is a tragedy for some of our children and some of our teens that have not connected with other people. And this affects relationships. And this is where I really believe that God wants to come in and heal these relationships. That is so important. I know I recently was uh, researching some of the work done by Dr. Cloud, and he was talking about the importance of connection. He said, if you take it down to an infancy, you think about a newborn child, that as humans, we required uh, connection by humans. I mean, even if every need was met, all food, uh, diapers being changed, yeah. warmth and comfort, but there would still be neurological damage that would be placed within this infant's brain if there's not human connection. My heart just breaks. I know of one situation where both parents passed away from COVID, leaving a young woman, she's only 20 years old, on her own now. It's mm. just so sad. And it's heartbreaking. I know, uh, Freddie, your heart is super sensitive to this and that we've prayed for people and we've tried to uh, reach out to some people. But I'm praying that this podcast will be a bridge for some people in that situation. So am I. And when you start to look at this, we can talk about, like I said, about the problems all day long. But what I want to look at is some solutions. Yes. Like what is my solution to my loneliness, to my isolation, to my pain and my fight with my family? What are some of my solutions? And how does this verse really connect to that? Well, here's a little key that God gave me. When I think about loving your neighbor as your heart, loving your neighbor as you love yourself, and loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, I think about how is this accomplished? How can I love my neighbor when they've been rude to me, they've been mean to me, or my family's been mean to me? How am I supposed to love them? They're almost unlovable. And when I got to that point, I said, only God can give us the love to love others. This is the key. We, we can't do it ourselves. It doesn't just come out of us where we create love. Yeah. Because the Bible says God is love. The Bible also says, Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us that we can be called the children of God. So in order for me to love, I need God's love inside of me. And the key to demonstrate that is grace. Yeah. Grace is the key, which means unmerited favor of God. Grace is the key for me to be able to say, okay, I'm going to love this person that seems unlovable, that seems like they don't like me, that seems like they're being mean to me. I'm still going to love them. So my understanding of grace, because you just threw out a, a big word. Yep. That's only, what, five letters long, but it's, it is a big word in the depth of its meaning. To me, grace uh, is the encompassing acceptance, uh, get to do it again, favor of God that you can't earn or pay for. Yeah. It's given without reason, really. Yes, it's unmerited that you can't earn it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So in relationships, I mean, I understand God has given to me amazing, like the old song, the amazing grace because I failed and messed up and I will probably continue to do so. Um, but in relationships, grace shows up in giving that chance to another person, even though they don't deserve it. Yeah. Cause Being God, cause God keeps giving you that yes, chance, even yes. though I don't deserve it. Exactly. So why not pass it on? So freely you receive, freely you give. So even accepting God's love towards me fills that area of my life with enough love that I can give it freely through grace to other people. Because you know what? There's, there's a thing that happens when I feel like I don't have enough. I get stingy with what I have left. <laughs> like when I have a, a lot of chocolate chips in my hand and you say, hey, give me some of that. I'm like, sure. And I'll pour more than half into your hand. Why? Because I know I still have a whole package in the cupboard. I'm good, right? <laughs> but when there, I only have four left and my grandson walks in and said, I want some chocolate chip. I'm like, okay, you can have one. <laughs> see, <laughs> right. see, you should have did what I did with my cousin when I was a little boy. We were about in our probably like six and seven years old, yeah. and we'd get McDonald's fries, and we'd take our fries, and I'd tell him, hey, let's put our fries together in one pile, and we'll have more. Ooh. And he would look and go, what? I said, put them together, and we'll have more. Watch. Were, were you older than him? Yes, I was. Oh, taking advantage of a kid. I did. I totally, totally <laughs> did it. And we put the fries together, and his eyes would get big. He goes, wow, we have more. Yeah. And then I would just start eating those fries, and he'd go, hey, wait a minute. You're eating them all. <laughs> Too late. They're gone. Yeah. I feel like that's <laughs> happened a couple times in my life. I'm going to be watching you for that one. Hey. Yeah. But I think that's how grace operates in relationships. Yeah. And and truthfully, from no matter where you find yourself in a relationship, it's going to come down to some core things. What do you have inside yourself to give? And if you can connect to loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, all these areas of yourself and really surrender and then accept that I am where I am, then all of a sudden when you come in contact with that other person... You have something to give them. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to say on the subject, and we're not going to do it in one podcast, but we're going to do it in many. I really believe we're going to start covering some issues that have not been covered in a long time and then truly believe it's going to be an answer for many people. That's so good, babe. I'm also, you know, people who know me, I'm super practical, like I want to know how it works. Yep, the tennis shoes. <laughs> right, put the tennis shoes on. How is this going to work and walk out in my life? So I'm excited that we're going to be able to bring some of those things and um, make it available for somebody who maybe has never heard some of these tools. Let's put some tennis shoes on what we just learned today. Loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That is our first and number one relationship. Yeah. Loving our neighbor as we love ourselves there's number two, right. but they're both alike. They're yeah. both similar in growing in this love relationship. And the, how does it happen? Through God's amazing grace. Yeah, That's how we learn yeah. to do it. Uh, how do I love myself when maybe I don't like myself right. or I hate myself? It's through God's amazing grace that it I happens. Know, I, I know for myself, that's been my experience. Yeah. That's, and not to, to put expectations on other people, 
I feel like uh, church or religion has made God like so far away. Mm -hmm. My experience has been that he is available right here. Yeah. I mean, as simple. And I think maybe that's why it's, it becomes hard because our minds can't, well, it can't be that easy, right? Yeah. The creator of the whole universe wants to have relationship with me. What? <laughs> and then to find that he, he'll hold up to his part. He will always be there for us. See, there's the grace again. You're hitting yes. that subject. Because some of us will get upset and say, well, I tried to love my neighbor and I can't do it. Yeah. Grace. Yeah. One more time, grace. Mm -hmm. It comes your way. It's favor of God to say, try again. I've got you. Yeah. Super powerful, babe. Thank you for sharing this time with me. Hey, I enjoyed doing this with you. We're going to do this again, right? Yes, sir. You promise? I promise. And you'll give me grace no matter what I say to you? Even if you take all the chocolate chips, all still have my love. I'll share my french fries with you. <laughs> okay. Something to remember. God has placed relationships as one of his top priorities, and I believe we can learn to do that as well. Like and subscribe to BRE Podcast. Be sure to share with friends. Best Relationship Ever is based out of Covering Ministries. You can find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. There is also a link directly to our website in the show notes. Please consider partnering with us. Help us see this program reach thousands who are in need of support and trainings.